how to stay vulnerable, how to how to stay open, how to uh, participate or engage my world, my life in such a way that I'm affected by it and at the same time open to it. Not, not overwhelmed, not shut down in even small ways. And to me, the most uh, challenging part of that, all of that, is um, dropping what I think I know. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, it's not it's not anything new. <laughs> I don't have a brilliant idea, but how do I standing with you or walking in a, a, a somewhere and encountering something unexpected or maybe just encountering, what's always there <laughs> and really you know really meeting it i didn't want to use those words because we use them and i'm not i'm not quite sure always what is meant by that but what I mean, really, in using those words, meeting it, is just really, you know, really, truly it, not just another variation of me that I, you know, <laughs> put on it based on things I've already experienced or that I think I know. And this is huge for me because I'm a knower. You know, I like to know. I like to think. <laughs> uh, what else do I have I got? I mean, I've said that to myself so many times in my life. You know, what else do I have besides my mind? You know, what I know. I mean, we value it highly culturally. We pay people for what they know. We don't pay people most of the time for what they can sense into in the marketplace. We pay people for their knowledge, their training, their understanding. And it always includes some sensing into um, also. But that's kind of what the individual brings more than what we are hiring or you know looking for <laughs> and yet it's probably probably as valuable as everything else a person brings but this 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 um this beginner's mind is really all i'm trying to bring out bring forth in my life and seeing how instantaneously that just um, dissolves 
in any given day, even with, you know, a, a commitment to, uh, to work toward that. So <laughs> it's not such an easy thing. And of course, you know, you know that those of you who sit, you know, this, um, So, you know, I was looking at uh, Blanche's book, Seeds for a Boundless Life. This idea of boundlessness, of course, is, is really central because that's the unborn, the sort of boundless nature of, of, of all being. And um, that's the nature of the beginner's mind that isn't bounded or contained or bound up in in old ideas or uh old experiences or old sensations or <laughs> it's here and 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 uh experiencing uh, you know uh being absorbing and being absorbed by um what it is experience what is being experienced and i also don't want to use language that in some way sounds like you know i'm talking the you know i'm coming from the absolute realm because really i think i'm asking this question in relative in in relative truth <laughs> how do i engage uh in this beginner's mind shorthand this bare attention this uh not knowing mind as i encounter things throughout the day so not necessarily extraordinary things for the most part not most part things i often encounter and actually experience them as they are it's um stunning and you know really how how challenging the minutiae of this um now looks to me <laughs> um and we're what today's the 18th. so on on the first so we're at the 18th and this is how far i've gotten um but you know, so Blanche in her book on uh, under it's a section, a little apart called the open mind. And she says, open, ready to see what is right here. Open, ready to see what is this and ready to let it flower. ready to let it bloom in the world. And, and to me, that just struck me in such a profound way, a simple teaching. Um, ready to what is, so it's a question. It, it's not meeting this with, an idea <laughs> she says ready to see this question before me 
and 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 it's interesting excuse me it's interesting to me especially because this has been a koan for me for many years what is this what is this i think i'm experiencing i have a dharma friend who <laughs> excuse me who talks about uh seeing or experience, you know experiencing something like she's seeing something or or she, she has ideas that seem so clear to her or she's really with something and then bonk, you know, all her feelings just her whatever her reactions are her likes and dislikes her preferences you know they do this and so she can no longer see that she's just here with her ideas and her empty file cabinet um, or we should say file cabinet of recorded history so how do we come ready to see what is this and ready to let it flower that's all so the question what is this the the very openness of that question is the mind that can actually see <laughs> so oh i i i was um i i was moved by the simplicity of that so in my since i read this a few ago I'm in various places and I've I've brought up this question what is this just what is this I realize it does require a certain um pause it, it, it it's not a flyby question <laughs> so if I'm going to ask it I have to be prepared to give it a little bit of of time sometimes a moment and sometimes a little longer but I, but, but that, that's what I interpret as ready to see with a question instead of a, instead of a thought or a, a judgment, right? That, mm, I'm, I have to wait, you have to now stand here. So, or be here. So ready to see what is this and let it flower. So Jim says, when the 10,000 things come forth and experience themselves, that thing Blanche is saying. Meeting it with a question, meeting this moment, this experience. I, I even don't like the words moment and experience anymore because they're too big. So it's minutia. Um, you know, my teacher Darlene used to take walks and she used to do a lot of mindfulness walks and she said you know she'll she just would tell this story all the time about coming around the corner in the forest you know, comes around the corner and sees a bush and something shiny in it so she rushes a little to get to it <laughs> and she looks at the bush and it's a it's a beer can <laughs> and she's so thrilled to, she's so surprised and so thrilled to encounter this that she she forevermore tells this story as her favorite thing ever like seen you know in the forest was this beer can like what you know it, it just woke her up 
It was totally unexpected. It surprised her, and she took total delight in that. <laughs> and actually, in its presence there, she she just she was nourished by its presence there. And so that's and she saw it what it was. You know, I I mean, she laughed at herself that it was a it was shiny, so she ran toward it. I mean, <laughs> so. I think that's, you know, it's not separate from the hu the humanity that's present. You know, she liked shiny objects. <laughs> you know, she loved buttons and little jewelry things and little decoration, little decorations on her clothing. <laughs> so, of course, she she was uh, energetic approaching the shiny objects. <laughs> And no less so when she named them. Yeah. So her openness was, you know, sort of uh, something more than uh, what was there or not there, or being able to identify what was there or not there. It was the experience that she was so connected with and told about. The excitement, the extra spurt of energy, the, you know, the, the looking and and with anticipation, and and it's a beer can, and then just receiving this sort of what is this, ready to let it flower and bloom in the world, not at, in the future, but right in that second, she lets the beer can bloom in the world, and from that takes nourishment right, and, and tells that story for years to her students about open, about, you know, bear attention. It doesn't have to be expected or even something you might want to see in the bush, in the forest. You know, some of us would probably go, ooh, you know, like how gross. We might think we should remove it. No, Darlene's coming. Right? We don't know what the causes and conditions are that will nourish us or someone else. If we see, if we see what it really is, what it, and let it, let it come forth. Don't make it into something. It's it's so so. It's not so easy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and. Um, being, you know, honest about that, I do think a practice of wonder is a huge boon to this. Because when you're engaged in an active, everyday, just ordinary practice of wonder, of asking questions, which I feel like Zazen really uh, nourishes that, that uh, bringing forth of questions rather than, uh, rather than comments. And, um, so when we're actively rolling through the world uh, with that, with those that open that openness, you know, then I think it makes this much easier, greatly. Um, so um, yeah, just I think this teaching of um, of of Blanche's in its simplicity is really, really profound. Um, 
she quotes Katagiri saying, we sit to settle the self on the self and let the flower of life force bloom. And so I, I, I think this settling of the self on the self is this openness. I mean, it's, it's, it, that's what it is. When the self is settled on the self, then it, you know, the mind can presence itself can truly, in an open way, presence itself. She says, Blanche, that that's intimacy. Settle the self on the self. In my own experience, I think I could also say that that's safety. That's a body sense of safety. Being able to really settle the self on this on self nature then this buddha can bloom in all its particularity as you being totally you then she repeats the question but what is this <laughs> but what is this what is this you She says, will the authentic you please come forward and bloom? <laughs> and then she says, how do you do it? Well, these accumulated fixed views, you let them go and you let them go and you let them go and you let them go. Again and again and again and come back to this right here. Caroline also used to talk about, you know, connection to our activity. That this, this is a healer, actually, to bring our consciousness totally to the hands are my favorite way to do this, which is when I'm typing on the keyboard, if I bring my attention totally to my hands, um, which are pretty much doing their thing at this point in my career, <laughs> I've been typing a long time. So, so touch of the finger on the keyboard, you know, the space key, you know, the weight, the different weights of the different fingers just that act that movement 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 all these movements coming together the blanket of movement sort of that my hands make seeming to move together right interacting with this object that is all my keys on my keyboard are all indented for my fingers and so they're it's like made for me now <laughs> and so whoever gets it after me oh I'm so sorry, but it, it's, you know, I literally the plastic has little indentations and my little bars on the two main keys are gone. So it's just. It's, as those keys, because they have no texture anymore. So and no, no letters on them where my uh, on the main ones, you know, 
then I begin, as you can hear me, taking delight in the object that is me, that that supports me in this, that is my companion and my partner. And and she used to say to us, you know, for 24 hours, pay attention to everything your body touches for 24 hours with this sort of sense of what is this? Um, and then let let it blossom, as Blanche said, let it come forth and be just as it is. And, and when I did that with my that's when I realized what that my keys had changed. I've been working there nine years with this keyboard. I've never noticed these changes that have happened that that it's smoother silkier doesn't feel like other keyboard so and uh that's our <laughs> that's where the delight is that's, that's where the sort of uh, there's a certain joy in that um seeing this object that supports me in my everyday work life you know that it, it has it has adapted itself to me it has met me it has met these fingers uh, you know it is it i don't know i just feel like there's this even an inanimate object i don't know I feel a little, little embarrassing this but it 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 just uh you know, I'm not trying to add anything, but it was a direct experience with this of of, of um, relationship or intimacy um, of a settled self with this supportive object. Darlene said she used to bow to her microwave every time she used it. She bowed to it because it 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 nourished her. It was the only way she could cook when she had so much pain that she could hardly move. And um, so she was able to eat because she had a microwave. And so she bowed to her microwave. So I think these, it's, it does not stop with my own skin. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a new keyboard that I didn't know uh, yesterday. <laughs> and I hope I can not know it tomorrow. That would be fun. So I guess that's what this is. It's like how to not know. In present, mm -hmm. well, of course, we all yes. know it's not that simple. We've done a lot of sitting. We've done a lot of zazen. We've listened to a lot of Dharma talks to get to this simple place of just being present. Yes. And I want to thank, I'm Shakti, thank you for sharing your story, because that's the first time I've heard that story. And I really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for, for being here. Thank you. Biata, thank you very much for zooming in tonight. Thank you all for being here. I much, I very much enjoyed it. And uh, uh, I hope to see you sometime soon. Uh, we can meet on the screen and we can meet in person sometime soon. Yes, I would like that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Biata.
Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.